Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the Word, let us take a moment of praying. Lord, we just thank you for everything that you have done in our lives, Lord. Lord, we just thank you and take some time to thank you for the things that you've done in our past, Lord, and just to remember all the good works you've done for us, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you for the destinies that you have for each and every one of us, Lord, and we just thank you that we have your strength in us, Lord, that we don't have to go through our own might or power, Lord, but that we can trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. This morning, we are continuing in chapter 16. We're going to cover verses 16 through 34. So could I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, promise. Now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with the spirit of divination met us, who brought her masters much profit by fortune telling. This girl, following Paul and us, cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, who proclaimed to us a way of salvation, and this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out, of her, and he came out that very hour. But when, his, when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the authorities. And they brought them to the mag- magistrates and these men and said, These men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, and they teach us customs um, which is not lawful for us, being Romans, to receive or observe. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothing and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors opened and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, waking from sleep, seeing the prison doors open, Supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, Do not, do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs, what, what must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them took him the same hour of the night and washed their stripes, and immediately he and all his family were baptized. Now when he brought them into his house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced how he believed in God with all his household. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, sweetheart. Amen. Mm-hmm. So so there's two things that happen here, right? There's, there's an event that occurs, and then there's, I'll say, you can look at the negative aspect of that event, which is then Paul is thrown in jail, right? 
It's all part of one story. So that's why we're covering both sections here, but in this. So I just wanted to say, share that, explain that for those that are, that are listening, to just understand the why we're being led to go about it this way. But at this time, we're going to follow through with our, our custom and culture of opening the floor to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. I found it interesting that um, the the prisoner, the officer that was in that was guarding the jail, was also so close to home to bring his household to come hear Paul, and had the authority to bring him out of the prison since it said they were in the inner inner chamber and their feet were in the stocks. So I I think it's an amazing thing that the Lord did there for him to bring his household to hear the word of God, for him to release Paul and Silas to hear it and to wash their stripes and to feed them and give them a feast and have them rejoice. It's typically, you don't see that like in the Roman culture, if somebody was in the brig, they were going to stay there. And if they were missing or went somewhere without permission, the one that was, that the prisoner was under their care was going to reap the whirlwind and they weren't too keen on mercy either. Mm-hmm. Okay. Amen. What else? Uh, that's just, I found it interesting. Perhaps, Dad, could you help me understand that a little bit better? Did I miss something? Which part are you trying to understand better? The, the, the officer guy, why did he bring his household there or, or bring Paul and Silas to his house Whichever way that went. Well, I mean, let's let's so let's look at the series of events, right? You have here an an individual who was going to kill himself, right? Yes. Who was then because, and this was the mindset, right? Remember, Rome is still in power. The Romans did not give so much grace. When it came to things going wrong, they, they were harsh punishments. You can't rule with an iron fist with a kit glove. Exactly. <laughs> with kittens mittens, it doesn't work that way. So. And if you're over here punishing, you know, thieves and murderers or with crucifixion, he already knew what was in store for them, for himself. He was going to be killed, especially if one escaped, right? But you see this throughout, even in the Old Testament, right? Um, what did Jehu say? Hey, position yourself outside here. Every one of these priests and prophets of Baal and, and Asherah, right? So in other words, uh, Jezebel, right? Yes. So every one of those, if one escapes, you're covering it with your life, right? Same, same. Yes. So with that, he was going to kill himself, but now he's stopped, and in being stopped, right, he's, he's clearly the, the person responsible for the jail, right? Yes. So, yes, he has some sort of latitude. Now, how we carry and conduct ourselves matters. Clearly, they could have escaped. They, Paul and South, they could have run, yes? Yes. But they didn't. And not only did they not, they encouraged the others not to escape. So 
let's let's look at that in now in I'll say natural terms. If they had the opportunity and did not uh, to escape and did not take it, if he brings them to his home, are they more or less likely to escape? You'd say less likely. If you didn't do it when you were in the deepest, darkest dungeon, right? Yes. So you've already shown that level of, hey, this is where we are right now, and we're trusting the Lord, right? Yes. Understanding the why they didn't do what they do, or uh, no doubt he wanted that explained, but more so in that explanation is, this is where the Lord has us, hmm. right? And trusting yes. the Lord just like we were talking in the previous episode, or you were, honey, trusting the Lord and, and promise, trusting the Lord in his processes and his ways so he can be glorified, so he can have mm-hmm. the out, or we can see the outcome that the Lord desires us for himself to have. Amen. Amen. And that testimony that I shared in, in the previous podcast, I, if, I had, if it had gone my way, I would have looked like, Man, doesn't she have big faith? I would have gotten glory from that because my faith is strong. Yes. But the way that it worked out, God got the glory and his mercy was shown and his goodness was seen mm-hmm. by so many people and their lives were touched. And, you know, there's there's something in us as believers that has to understand and recognize faith in God does not mean smooth sailing all the time. No. I mean, <laughs> it, we'll come to God. it here, but I mean... Look at all the things, and it was already prophesied to Paul. Look at all the things he must suffer or endure through for my sake. And the Lord said to the disciples, you're not above your master. If they're doing this to me, they're going to do it to you. And, you know, he tells them very plainly throughout the Gospels that they're going to think they're doing God a favor by killing you, by, (laughs) you know, and that would be the highest, you know, the ultimate what you can do to someone is kill them. But they're going to throw you out of the synagogues. They're going to turn you over, you know what I mean, to the magistrates. They're going to do all of these things to you because they think they're doing God a favor. And, and don't just get focused on the one event, right? There's a, always, that's not human nature, right? There's a buildup, which means they've already gossiped about you, slandered you, probably libel Plotted as well, right? Exactly. Like all, all those, those things. things happen as a buildup. And then there's an event like mm-hmm. being put out of the synagogue or thrown out of whatever, ultimately, mm-hmm. when it's run its course, leading to murder. Right. And our God is faithful. So let's keep our eyes on him. Um, Amen. Verse 26, it, like you were talking about, Layla, all, it says, all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. But, and, and you think instantly, why didn't they just run away? But let's, let's rewind and, and zoom in just a little bit here. Let's go back to verse 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Amen. Matthew chapter 4, verse 26 says this. It says, and he said, this is Jesus, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. So you were asking, how do we go from, 
you're watching over these people to now you're getting saved and your whole life has changed. It didn't happen. That turning didn't just happen when the, the prison, the chains fell off or when the prison was shaken, that praise and worship that was going forth, the word of God had already been sown like seeds into all of those people's heart. And then to watch these people after they had been beaten, after they had been, um, mistreated and, um, put in prison and they were pretty much considered to be on death row at that point. But here they are worshiping God in spirit and in truth, right? Not just singing to him, but what was coming out of their inward man was being sown into the hearts of the people that were listening to them, including the Roman soldier. It would have seemed easier to run away or escape this, but because they finished walking with God through the process how many salvations came out of it. And then the seed of the word that the Lord wanted to go into Rome in a bigger way was already going further. It was already reaching deeper and just remembering who our God is. So of course the character and nature of God is to do what's honorable. And there were times where he said, Peter, beat it, get out of here. It's time to go. The angel, you know, poked him in his side. Peter wasn't banging on the, hanging on the doors going, ah, you know, rubbing his tin cup, let me out, you know, bringing a stick on the, on the bars, screaming to get out. He was at rest and at peace. And then the angel of the Lord had to poke him in his side and say, okay, it's time to go because that was the will of the father in that case. Amen. And, oh, Go ahead, honey. And I was going to say, in this case, Peter didn't, I mean, Paul wasn't going, hey, well, you let Peter out, you know, let me out of here. I need to, I need to run. This ain't fair. Jesus, why? Why, God, why? He didn't get beat. I got beat. I, well, I got more stripes than he did. And maybe, in a, you know, he wasn't comparing himself to anyone else. He was being present in the moment with Holy Spirit and letting God actually truthfully get the glory out of whatever the circumstance that he had led him to. When we belong to God, and we are submitted and obedient, we have a covenant promise from him that he will lead our steps. He'll guide us into all truth and show us things to come. He'll take us exactly in the will of the father so that we're absolutely and 100% pleasing to him in that situation. That's Holy Spirit's promise to us. That's the Lord declared that to us himself. So remembering that it's not what makes us seem more valiant, more important, more super spiritual saint, you know, super saint or whatever else, but what God gets the glory out of, what makes his name spread and his purpose go forward in the earth. Go ahead, sweetheart. Amen. Thank you, honey. So also, let's, let's recognize this as well. Where are they? They're in the presence of the Lord, right? As you pointed out yes. in verse 25, they're Paul and Silas are praying, they're ministering, right? They're praising, they're worshiping the Lord. Not, I'll say, in spite of their circumstances and the situation they find themselves in, they're still praising the Lord. And the prisoners are listening. So let's let's also recognize this. When they had the opportunity to run, who ran? No one. Nobody. Why, so we as the body of Christ, as the church, need to recognize that as well. Why are we so quick to run from the presence of the Lord? Or I'll say examine ourselves in this. It doesn't matter where or what the circumstance or situation is, is the presence of the Lord there? Mm-hmm. And it, we should be bringing the presence of the Lord with us wherever we go. 
Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18, and I'll, I'll read the, the first verse of chapter 4. It says this, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Mm-hmm. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And he continues and says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart, nor should we. We have this same ministry, some ministry of reconciliation, reconciling all of creation back to the Father, which was first begun and given to us through Jesus, the Christ. That's wherever we go. We should never want to leave the presence of the Lord. His presence, in His presence, there's fullness of joy, there's hope, right? So it's, it's not about the situation, the circumstances we find ourselves in. It's in His presence those things exist. All right? Yes. So yeah. let's understand that for ourselves. And then look at the results. The results are that, yes, the prisoners were all ministered to, but now you have a man whose house is saved. His whole house is saved. As well as who knows how many prisoners. And then it doesn't say, right? So I'll preface what I'm about to say by that, but who knows if this wasn't the man in the vision? Hmm. They're in Macedonia. Philippi is in Macedonia. So, who knows if this wasn't the man in the vision who was searching, but didn't know exactly what he was searching for. Right? Yes. Would that not be a very, I'll say, bring about full circle here to Paul looking for Christ, but Ananias had to be tapped by the Lord and go, hey, go over here. This is where you're going. And this is who you're going to talk to. It's a possibility that now Paul is being used in a similar manner for someone else. Mm -hmm. Now, again, that's not what Scripture says, but these are things to consider before the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because the Lord will send, we are, well, I'll say it in this way, we as his followers, as his disciples, ambassadors, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Are to be supposed to be the sent ones. Amen. Going wherever the Lord tells us to go, right? Doing whatever he tells us to do and saying whatever he tells us to say. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know I said that backwards, but it's for, you know with purpose. Right. And and while it doesn't explicitly list out, you know, who the man was in the vision, exactly. this we know from the character nature of God and the scriptures that he who waters will mm-hmm. himself be watered. Amen. So that means there's a pattern there. It doesn't mean it always exactly looks, ex- you know, exactly identical, but the pattern is what you do, what you sow, you're going to reap. That is Amen. scriptural, right? So yes. Um, yes, the Lord using him in that way, this is something that he was able to reap. Now he's got seeds of this and being able to sow it and reap it and sow it and reap it just to be that person and that blessing in someone else's life. Absolutely. And we know that our, our heavenly father is a good God and he knows how to make the connections. So whether it was the same man or similar man or any of that other kind of stuff, God is the one who made the connection. 
And I definitely on our next episode want to get into talking about um, verse 17 of this chapter and look at that a little bit. Amen. Well, there's a lot in there. So let's pause there for today. And with that, could I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for losing our our chains, Lord, that you set us free from the prisons, God. We thank you for the healing that you've given to us, Lord, and the mending of the broken hearts and spirits, God, the restoration, the refreshing that you bring with it, Lord. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, Lord, and we bless them in your name, Lord, that they will excel and that they will increase, Lord, and they will find your favor in their lives, God. We thank you for the goodness that you have shown to each and every one of us, Lord. We thank you for the goodness that you will continue to show, Lord, and we thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.